Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James and Marco and Nabil and this is the Movie Pals podcast episode number 81. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching and then we have a review of the new Disney Plus exclusive film Mulan, which is a remake of the animated film itself too. Uh, And today we do have a special guest joining us once again. We do have Jill. Yay! well, who seems to join us just for the Disney ones? I don't know. I, I mean, we'll, we'll choose you for something else down the line. Give, don't get me wrong, but and just to mention it, Jill is actually our first guest in good God, what during seven dur- months? It's during uh, the coronavirus since era. That's December, what it is. December since Sunny was on. Yeah. Oh God, he was our last guest, huh? Yeah, okay, he's our well last then, guest. Check that out. Welcome back. Jill. Even more special. Your first guests yeah. of 2020. So it yeah. took us uh, nine months to get someone in. But hey, sometimes <laughs> it happens. Some shit happens. It, so, it took us I mean. this long to get our oh, shit together. End of the world. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apologies if there's any technical difficulties here. Uh, once again, we've never had another person on our squad cast thing that we use. So uh, if it sounds like shit, you guys know why. So We're, we're an independent totally podcast fine. with minimal investors. So Yeah. A.K.A. John. So, without further ado, guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? All right, so let's get into it. Uh, Nabil, what have you been watching, sir? Well, I've been watching uh, quite a few shows lately, specifically documentaries. I'm going to keep myself a little busy with with long runners. Uh, I got a chance to watch that high score documentary on Netflix. It's a gaming documentary it talks about the history of all the classic video games uh it talks with the kind of the inventors of like atari talks about the creators of doom talks about uh mario very it's a it's a different kind of take i think from what i'm used to seeing on like just focusing on one specific topic so it was cool to, to get a good perspective for each episode of just how everything came to fruition uh specifically like they talked about street fighter 2 and how it was not a very popular arcade game and then somehow transitioned into you know the the behemoth is of what fighting games are now um, yeah once it went to like about, super nintendo right or something like that exactly yeah, popular yeah yeah and so what's cool about the documentary is that it kind of pieces it all together it starts with the story of like the idea and then kind of gets different perspectives from different uh people that might have been involved in similar uh, industry at the time. So what games were going to be popular or, or, you know, was starting out and then kind of jump cuts to what the popularity is now, which was an interesting take on on how they were presenting it. It's it's very good. If you're a fan of like classic and retro gaming, uh, I think this is a really good documentary that kind of gives it a a bigger picture of all that was involved to uh, make a game and make it successful. Yeah, I saw parts of the first episode and it's pretty interesting the way they talk about the history of like the old games and how they became popular and how you know they marketed it back in the day so good stuff man mm-hmm. yeah i've heard good things about it i also got a chance to see finally uh the last dance it was on espn before um and now it's on netflix 
This is about Chicago Bulls in the 90s, uh, of course, led by the famous Michael Jordan. And you get really deep insight on all the players of the of the team in the 90s, as well as they, I guess they recorded some footage during the last season of their um, sixth championship. And that had never really been aired, so they pieced that all together for the documentary. And... I forget how cool that team was when you're watching it. It's so interesting oh, yeah. to to see like Michael Jordan talk about his past and his glory days, and talk about uh, Scottie Pippen and seeing Dennis Rodman and all the just kind of uh, craziness that it took to make that team and all the hardships that they were going through. I mean, Scottie Pippen getting screwed over with his money um, voluntarily, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, on on playing on the team and and the way they do it too, you can they show like some of the recordings from Michael Jordan, what his sound bites are to the other players, and you get to see their reaction on how basically he's kind of saying like he's holding up the team and and he does hold up the team in a lot of aspects, but um, like you get to see the reaction shots and it's it's very funny to to see their reaction so long ago on on what they say about each other while still at the same time still having respect for. For what they did in the game, so it's very entertaining, very well produced uh, documentary of the Chicago Bulls. Have you guys had a chance to see any of that? Anybody? No, but I added I it to my list. Not. Recently. So many people have been talking I, about it. I'm just on the documentaries, man. It's kind of like really interests me for me to get into it. And I mean, I'm not really into basketball, so I mean, Michael Jordan's awesome and shit. But it's like I, I mean, you know. Yeah. Same here. I'm just being yeah, totally I'm too honest. Big, I'm not too big into basketball either, but I mean, but what, everybody remembers the Chicago like, Chicago Bulls hype yeah, back in the nineties. I mean, yeah, it was their golden age. It is. It is an entertaining thing because it doesn't shoot like a doc, like a normal documentary. But I mean, they do interviews, of course, so it's it's definitely considered that. It, it is a very entertaining thing. If you ever like one of those old like football. Uh, stories where they show on NFL Network sometimes the the history of football and the glory days, and they kind of tell a story of a of a game. It's kind of set up in that way, um, but of course, way more entertaining because it's the Chicago Bulls. Um, it's on Netflix. Anyways, right, definitely worth a watch. Right. Um, I do recommend it for anybody uh, that's interested in, in it, especially that era of basketball. It is on Netflix, yeah. Cool. And uh, and finally, I, I watched a movie, so that's always good. That wasn't. Okay. I was like, topic. yeah, cool. Any more documentaries or <laughs> YouTube videos you watch? I mean, there's plenty of YouTube videos as well. Uh, I, I finally started. Uh, watched a movie that seems very interesting, called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things." It's a latest Charlie Kaufman movie. Stars uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, starring as Jake. And then his supposed girlfriend, Jesse Buckley, as a young woman. Also has Tony Collette and David Thewlis in there. Um, I'm going to read you the premise of the Yeah, the don't movie, ruin this one yet. I'm but like, I'm not going to really gonna ruin this. anything for you. Uh, yeah. So, so the premise is, full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she thought she knew about him and herself. And that probably is a really good summary of what the general plot of the film is. But, yeah, it gets very weird. There's a lot of weird things that happen as they're interacting with the parents. I'm not going to go into any specifics. Uh, there is a lot of uh, high-level conversations about art and philosophy and physics, which is interesting to hear, that dialogue between Jesse Plemons and uh, Jesse Buckley. Uh, performances are great. It's, it does make you think about everything while at the same time having an answer about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you get very introspective. It comes up as like a psychological 
thriller, I'd say, more than anything. Um, but it is yeah, more gonna, and just... I was going to ask you, Neville, because like, the trailers make it almost look like a horror movie. I, I wouldn't go as far as horror, though, because there's not a lot of gore or anything. It's just a bit trippy. Like you're, you don't get yeah. scared more than you get unnerved, if that makes sense. No, no, like just, not really. Just something in the atmosphere, and you don't <laughs> so, know why, and nothing's ever explained as you're going through this film. You just kind of piece together. Yeah, a bit, a bit of suspense. But if you're trying came to out, came out right, yeah, it just came out Friday? this weekend. Um, if you're if you're trying to to find something a little trippy, something different, <laughs> I definitely recommend watching it quiet in some place that you can pay attention. Because there's just a lot that's going on that you will miss. Um, it becomes more apparent as the film goes on, but things just start happening from the beginning, and you just kind of have to catch what you can. So, hmm. uh, I'm intrigued. Very interesting film. Yeah, definitely, definitely on the list. Gotta check that one out. So, not a movie I should watch while multitasking or working. Huh? Definitely not multitasking. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> okay, good stuff, man. Uh, Keep it so let's let's go to our, our guest Jill what have Yay. you been watching um, I I've been catching up on last year's good movies that I put on my list so I just watched Jojo Rabbit for the first time nice oh my god it's the most adorable movie in the world um, I loved it it came out <laughs> last year um, it was nominated for best picture and lost of course to Parasite for being the best movie ever um, but it has a little boy um, his name is Jojo and he's like 10, 11 years old in like World War II era Germany. And he's obsessed with Hitler and just adores him. Um, and he actually has him as an imaginary friend. And I remember the previews being really just kind of cute and quirky looking. It has Scarlett Johansson in it. Um, but I remember thinking, how could they make that into a cute or good movie with that subject line, you know? Um, but I thought it was really imaginative, you know, watching a little boy, you know, just idolize a figure in the world and think his country is the greatest and not realize the implications um, of that. But it had so much comedic relief. He has a little friend that is adorable. I've never like laughed and cried fully at the same time, like a full laugh and a full cry together. Yeah. So I definitely his recommend friend, it. <laughs> his friend like steals every scene, I think. Oh my God. I yes, love the does. scene where they like he's they meet up near the end and he's holding the bazooka and he drops yes. it and it fires off. Yes. <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah. I just, love when yeah, he's that, like, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a bad time to be a Nazi Jojo. We chose wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but just adorable. It hits you right in the fields. I actually watched it twice in one week. I think I was just in a in a vibe wanting to cry twice. It's it's so. definitely worth two two times to watch because it's a great movie absolutely um and then i got into a show on hbo called i may destroy you um it is written created by a woman named michaela cole um did anyone of you watch fleabag I i've not. seen a couple episodes okay no. so it's kind of like a fleabag vibe where it's a female creator who also stars in it um but it's 12 episodes it's really hard to categorize because it's it's about sexual assault, but it's really about her friendships and her job and her coping and just like the side of that story that I don't think we've been shown yet. So it was really refreshing in that regard, but definitely like a trigger warning if, um, you know, that subject would be too much for someone to watch. It definitely doesn't shy away from it. So pretty provocative uh, British drama just 
autobiographical almost. Um, but the characters are awesome. The acting's great. The storylines just really good. And you watched the whole thing on it? Yes. I lucked out nice. because I got, it was recommended to me by a friend when 10 episodes had already come out. So I only had to wait for two more episodes. And after the 12th episode, it's completed. So I wasn't oh, okay. on the edge of my seat for eight months or something waiting for Netflix to come out with more. So I appreciate yeah. Are they doing like for a, that. They're not doing another season or anything of that one? I don't think so. It kind of ends, if anyone had watched Fleabag, it kind of ends in the same way. We're like, okay, that just completed the story. So oh, I don't nice. think it'll come back for a season two, but I'm super interested in what Michaela Cole does going forward because yeah. there was a lot of good writing and a good character development there. So excited to see what yeah, else HBO she does. HBO does a good job with those one-off miniseries that are just like a season long. I actually got HBO just to watch it. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, anybody Very can cool. send me HBO Rex from now on because I'll <laughs> likely keep it. Um but very good. Nice. And then another movie from last year that I went back and watched was Queen and Slim. It has Daniel Kaluuya from um, uh, Get Out and Black Panther. And then um, a woman named Jodie Turner-Smith, who I hadn't seen her in anything before, but she is just stunning. Um, the movie is about a first date these two people go on. It's like a Tinder date or something. Um, and it takes a surprising turn. They have an encounter with a police officer that's like not very justified and kind of scary. And they end up killing him kind of on accident, self-defense. Um, and the adventure they go on from there is just suspenseful and heartfelt. Um, there's a lot of social commentary, I would say. So I can see why Queen and Slim didn't get the mainstream nod of approval from everybody because... It's about two people that basically get away with killing an officer. Um, so touchy on that subject. But I thought the character development was great. I thought the cinematography was beautiful. I could not stop watching Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, and yeah, it took some turns that I didn't think it would. And I loved it. I would definitely recommend all three of those. Nice. I, I, I own Queen and Slim. I just haven't watched it yet. And um, Nabil and I's old boss actually like that was his like movie of the year last year. So that's why it's, really? it's, it's been on. Yeah, it's been on my list. It's just one of those things that I, I understand the subject matter on it, too. So it's just like I have to be ready for that. And especially mm -hmm. after you text me, you were like how it kind of is kind of nerve wracking the entire time. I was like, yeah. oh, I got to be in the mindset to kind of set myself up to watch something like that, I guess. So, yeah, it definitely starts off strong, which is a cool um you know, mm -hmm. plot for a movie to take. In the first 20 minutes, yeah. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, really? I need to pause it and just like sweat for a second and then like unpause it when I'm ready. Um, so it definitely starts the wild ride very quickly yeah. early on. So that was cool. Okay. That's definitely something I will check out soon though. So what have you been watching in the meantime? Um, I've been watching, I, I've been watching a lot of stuff too, I guess, but mostly just movies. No, no TV shows really on my end here. Uh, I'll start it out with, I saw the 2006 movie, The Host. Uh, I just realized, by the way, even just like looking into this, there's too many movies called The Host. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. There's like a yeah, new I was confused film, when I saw you. Shutter saw exclusive on 2020. There's a fucking yeah. 2013 film called The Host as well. So 
Let's change up the uh, fucking title, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so basically, the host. I, I'm going back and I'm rewatching all of the director Bong Joon Ho's movies. By the way, the one he. I mean, just Jill just mentioned it. He won the best director and best picture for Parasite this year, which seems like it happened seven years ago, but it's still <laughs> 2020. So look at that. Remember we had an Oscar party, guys? Yeah, we that did. Was weird. No, party. I wasn't yeah. invited oh. to that. Jesus oh, <laughs> I didn't realize. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know if there's a 2021 party for it, so if there is, we'll make sure you're invited. She's like, mm, I don't recall party. Uh, so I'm going back to all his old films, and I I just watched his directorial debut as well, uh, Barking Dogs Don't Bite, which came out in uh, 2000 or 2002, I think. But basically, the host is a monster film that he made back in 2006. That is. Uh, it's about like chemicals being poured into the river in Korea and then a monster emerges like 10 years later and starts eating people and shit and basically it's about a family trying to find their lost daughter and it's really well done unlike other horror films that maybe are American based or any anything else really outside of Asian horror I would say a lot of times there's a theme in films like Jaws or even Godzilla where you don't really see the creature right up front too soon or you only see the creature like in glimpses and then maybe at the end you finally see it but the host kind of yeah the host switches up you see the monster the first 15 minutes and it's it's never like hidden which i i thought was interesting because they're they're not hiding or shying away from like hey this is what the plot of the movie is and uh i will say this is his third film so and this is you know what 15 years or so before uh, we even get to Parasite, and you can see a lot of a lot of potential in the way that he shot films for, and they, you know, no no high budgets or anything like that. But I thoroughly yeah, enjoyed I it. When I, I saw think it's Snowpiercer. Yeah, definitely. That was one of the fir- uh, that's the first one I saw from him. Yeah. So if you haven't seen his films, by the most of them are pretty easy to find. I think most of them are actually on Amazon Prime or Hulu. Uh, Snowpiercer and Oakjaw obviously are both on um, Netflix, but uh, solid movie. Once again, it's it's in Korean, so just you know, step up your game and just read subtitles. It's not a big deal. It's definitely so worth it. it. It's well acted though. So yeah, I, I I thoroughly am enjoying it. And right now, I'm working on uh, his 2009 film. It's called Mother. Which, by the way, too many movies called Mother too. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed that either. I'm like, God damn, no wonder no one can find these movies, bro. You're popping up like six different things. So like, you mean the Darren Aronofsky movie? No, that's Mother with an exclamation point. Marco and I did something weird. We went on a date night, so yeah, we did. So Aww. we went. Sweet. I know. We still locked eyes, and I was just was like, "Man, James we popped the question this? finally." <clears throat> yeah, we locked hands whole time. Didn't even wear masks inside the cars. You know, can't kiss wow. without masks. That's <laughs> so we went and saw a drive-through movie like it was 1953 the other night, and saw the New Mutants. And truthfully, we probably should have just stayed home. So uh, this movie has been delayed. <laughs> Three years now, I think it was. It was filmed in 2017. uh, Two years, I guess. It was supposed to come out in 2018. It then was pushed out a year. Then, with the Disney buying Fox, it got pushed out another year. So it finally came out because Disney left it to die. Obviously, yeah, because it was going to come out earlier than now. Yeah, the pandemic happened. Yeah, I think April of 2020 Mm -hmm. was the original date, Mm -hmm. or the rearranged date, I guess, or re-release. But. the New Mutants is about a group of, I guess, teenagers, question mark, that are in a facility and they're learning about their powers, kind of. And uh, that's it. It's like really, the opposite of Xavier's like, 
mansion, basically. Kind of, yeah. There's there's some little cameos, little twists and turns. Uh, I'll just cut straight to the point here. It's not good, though. So they probably should have not, not released well, this. It's not well put together at all. And yeah, with apparently the they wanted to. Yeah, go ahead. With the extended amount of time they had to, they they could have fixed things and patched it up, and they didn't. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, you're already losing yeah, the money. There, there you might as well just take the time to fix it. Yeah, there was supposed to be reshoots of this, but they did not get to do them. Like, they wanted to do reshoots, so the, this is technically, like, the original version of the movie. And it's funny because if you... Like, I've done I've done a little more research into it just because this bothered the shit out of me. <laughs> apparently, it only costs, like, 80 million bucks to make, so even if they had reshot... I guess, apparently, Fox saw the completed film and wanted to scrap the whole thing and just restart it. And even if they had done that, if they, if they had reshot the entire film... It still would be like the cheapest X Men movie ever made because they've all have been pretty pricey, but yeah. Disney was like, "No, we're good." They got so, that yeah. PlayStation Three CGI on it. It's it's just Ooh. atrocious. I couldn't quite tell because once again we went to a drive through, so the dark scenes were kind of just there. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, fun fact: don't go see a horror yeah. movie or a really dark movie at the drive-in. Yeah, I guess it depends what drive-in you go to. By the way, from what people have let me know. Okay, don't go uh, to the Concord, California one to go <laughs> see a movie that one. takes place in pitch, pitch dark. Yeah, there was a few dark scenes. First 10 minutes of the movie, I literally I sent a text to Marco because he was a car over. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I was like so confused. I was like, is this the movie, man? I'm hearing like voices I, I was, and shit. I, I was in the car with my brother, and I was like, dude, can you tell what's going on? He had, he had taken an edible. He's like, bro, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't know, man. Monsters and shit. <laughs> Mutants, oh, man. new mutants, but yeah, don't see this one, guys. It's terrible. So that's unfortunate. I know Nabil wanted to see it hella bad because, uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's bad. It's so bad, man. Yeah, if you're really it, curious, it, wait. It, for it's it hard to, to piece together free. where they messed up. Yeah, but the it's like the plot. It's it's really rushed. You can tell, which is weird to say because it was delayed for three years. So how was this rushed? But yeah, apparently it was rushed. So yeah. Uh, one last quick thing, guys, I saw was I also saw older movies, too, I guess. Well, shit, The Host is 2006, so I saw <laughs> 1994's The Crow, which, I mean, randomly, I just, I only, okay, actually, the only reason I the saw classic. this was because on Shudder, they have a series called Cursed Films, and the, <laughs> the whole one whole episode is on The Crow, and I've always kind of stayed, a, yeah, I've always stayed away from The Crow for some reason, because... I don't know. I always the whole reason why everybody knows the crow so well is because that's the movie that Brandon Lee was. You know, unfortunately, he died during production of it because he got shot for real. Yeah. So I think that's you know the big thing. And then as a kid, I was like, I don't know, this is fucking weird looking. But it it's loosely based on a comic of the same name, stars Brandon Lee as the crow. He comes back. I mean, it's very pieced together because the beginning part was totally reshot, obviously, but. He comes back from the dead and he's revenging the avenging the death of his fiance who was raped and killed and basically that's really just the point of the movie. Uh, I liked it actually, surprisingly. It's a good movie. Yeah, I think it has a really good like grittiness, gritty kind of feel to it. Is it is it dated a bit? Yeah. Does a lot of it make sense at one certain points? Not really. Like they were supposed to shoot scenes where they explain like him getting the powers and stuff like that, but unfortunately he he died before that happened. So. Those were like his last scenes he was going to shoot. And I was like, fuck, man. Should have shot those first. But, I mean, right. I get it. Like, they do things out of order for movies, depending on the production. So, um, And it's kind of creepy. Like, you know the scene where, like, it happens. It's like, if you know where it is in the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is fucking weird, right? 
Yeah, it's um, so weird. And dude. then it's very obvious that it's like a stunt double in some scenes, and they don't show the face, and the CG's on some of it. And, you know, 1994 obviously looks like dog shit, so like you can definitely tell. Like the, yeah, so. there's some scenes where if you pause it, you see like the uh, stunt double's face, and it's like, ooh, that is not. Yeah, de- straight up, straight up. Or they they try to do it in a lot of shadows where it's like, oh, that's someone yeah. else. No, but I mean, as a kid, but I yeah, couldn't tell. Kind of a strange one though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if and a kid, if you didn't even know what happened, you probably would just be like, oh, that's not what the movie was. But yeah. <laughs> kind of a weird movie overall. I know there's sequels. I heard they're not very good, but I mean, no, I'm probably just gonna stick to this one. I and, truthfully, uh, I know City they tried to do a. Bad. Really, the sequ- the second one, right? There's like yeah, it's not that bad. Shit. They were supposed to do a remake with Jason Momoa, but it fell through. So Ooh. that would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I've been watching for the most part that I wanted to share with you guys nice. and gals. So, uh, what about you, Marco? I've been continuing my HBO Max love this past week or these past couple weeks. Started and finished the new original crime drama Perry Mason which is technically a reboot of the original show from the 50s. And it stars Matthew Reese as Perry Mason. Uh, Matthew Reese is also from The Americans on FX. So basically, this show is about... uh, It takes place in the 30s after the... uh, Or during the Great Depression, excuse me. And uh, basically starts off with the kidnapping of a baby uh, that goes wrong. And it leads to Perry Mason investigating the uh the disappearance and the killing of the child the child's mother is suspected and so the law firm that mason works for as a pi uh starts to represent the mother for her defense and the defense attorney uh eb jonathan is played by john lithgow actually so this is pretty much a retelling of the story in a like a uh, basically like a, an origin story because I didn't know Perry Mason was a defense attorney. I thought he was a PI because that's how he starts off in the show. But you get to see like the evolution of him getting involved more and more in defense law. Yeah. The aesthetic and the atmosphere of the entire show is very good. Um, it has great panoramic shots of uh, the city of LA and like you really do feel immersed into like the early 30s um it's it's very noir in some aspects especially towards the beginning as Perry Mason is doing his investigation and going into crime scenes and it's very graphic and, and gory in some parts um the story and characters are also very good uh, Mason is a like a World War 1 vet with PTSD he's very rough around the edges uh which is pretty cool and Reese just plays it so well uh, John Lithgow, who plays EB, he's uh, like a washed-up attorney who struggles to stay in the game, and he's pretty much like a, a shell of himself. Like the other defense attorneys and everyone else in the law, kind of see him as a joke. Um, the paralegal that works for them, Della, uh, she's like a really strong female character, way more intelligent than her colleagues uh, like to admit. And um, overall, like the show is like very well put together. Um, uh, there's a little conspiracy that's like a kind of a side plot that involves like a an earlier version of a mega church that's also slightly involved with the kidnapping of the kid. Um, overall, I think if like you really like TV shows that take place like in the earlier times of the 20th century, if you like noir, um, if you are a fan of the original Paramation show, then give this a shot. I'd say probably the only thing that they handle kind of like haphazardly is his transformation into like a defense attorney. I think like 
it could have been done a little bit better. It just sort of happens, and you're just like, mm, okay, I guess that happened. But overall, um, I say it's pretty good. It's only eight episodes long, so it's a very quick watch. Each one's like an hour long. So, yeah, check it out. It's on HBO Max. Aside I from never, that, dude, I never even heard of fucking Perry Mason until the show came out, by the way. Uh, when I would stay home sick when I was a kid, which happened a lot, the show would come on a lot, and I'd just be like, what the fuck is Perry Mason? I'd always change it. I'd always yeah. confuse Perry Mason and Matlock as, like, one character. So, yeah, like, at first when I heard, them, yeah, when I heard the remake, I was like, they're, they're remaking Matlock? And I was like, oh, no, it's Perry Mason. Never mind. What do I know? You're like a gritty reboot of a crime drama? That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard uh, I've heard good things, though. So Yeah. That's, ex- somebody, that's exclusive to HBO Max, right? Yeah. Or is somebody, HBO in general? Uh, I think it's exclusive to HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody on the IG mentioned it when we were asking people what they were watching. I was like, oh, let me check it out. Aside from that, I've also watched uh, Transformers War for Cybertron Siege, which is the 2020 animated sci-fi show on Netflix. Well, technically, it's like a movie divided up into 10 episodes, and it's part of a trilogy called The War for Cybertron. And the the plot basically merges the like gen- Generation 1 of Transformers back in the 80s and also like the Ma- Michael Bay Transformers. So the Autobots are running out of Energon and they're losing the war on Cybertron. And they're trying to use either a space bridge or the AllSpark in order to help defeat the Decepticons. And that's pretty much the basic plot. Um, I'm only three episodes in, but um, it's got great animation. The characters are not one-dimensional, which makes it really good. Uh, Megatron and Optimus Prime have like more of a background and it's fleshed out more. They were actually allies in the past and led a revolution uh, led by Megatron um, against like the like reigning government on Cybertron. And then they parted ways for some reason that hasn't been explained yet, at least from as far as They're I've just gotten. robots though, man. I know. But Megatron, Megatron sees himself more like as a hero. He doesn't see himself as a pure villain like he does in the original cartoon or even in the movies. He really is trying to do this. To, he thinks he's going to save Cybertron like this, and he's convinced himself that he's doing this for the good of Cybertron, which is very different than what any other version has done, at least from what I've seen. Um, the Autobots are considered insurgents and traitors. Uh, Megatron has these huge speeches in like arenas that like talk about like patriotism and being you know good Decepticon and turning in insurgents and stuff like that, which is very like. Um, it's like the social commentary on that is really good. Bumblebee is like a freelance scavenger in this. He has no affiliation yet. He sees the Autobots and the Decepticons as like warmongers that are just like wasting their time. So the characters on both sides struggle between fighting and finding peace on either side, which is like something very different that I've seen in this cartoon and it adds more depth to it. So, yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. I think if you're a fan of the original franchise or if you're a fan of Transformers in general, then uh, you'd probably enjoy it. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, the first, um, I guess, of the trilogy has been released, which is this one called Siege. And it's only 10 episodes long. Each episode is only like half hour. So you could blow right through these really fast. Uh, honorable mention, I also saw... An early 90s movie, well, a late 90s movie, actually. I saw 1998's Blade with Wesley Snipes. And as I was telling these guys Ooh. and Joel, like, it's a very underrated movie. It's actually, like, a proto-Marvel movie where, like, 
the the story of Blade is is really fleshed out through the movie. He's a really like complex character. Like all the fast paced fighting that you see in like modern Marvel movies, like this this movie actually started it all. The whole like realistic costume, although his is kind of like cheesy and stuff because it's branded in leather. Like it's still very much <laughs> like akin to how they try to make all the costumes realistic to a point in the Marvel movies. It's also the very first superhero movie where the hero does a superhero landing. The infamous one. Is it cheesy and self-aware in some aspects? Yeah, but yeah. it's it, dude, it's actually aged pretty well and like helped pave the way for many Marvel movies, in my opinion. As well as the opinion of some other critics, but yeah. That's all I've been watching. I think it helped out, but I mean, that movie was originally still slated as a uh, horror film, I think, overall. It, yeah, especially the original one. Especially yeah. the second one. By the time it gets but the second first one, one for it to be too. successful yeah. with an R rating, even back then, it was just kind of like a big deal, too. Oh, of course. It was, I mean, it was a good film, especially for its time. It did starring. okay. Yeah. The third yeah. one was fucking I mean, it got, terrible. it did get three, yeah. <laughs> three films out of it, so. Or the third one, though? Shit. Hey, Ryan Reynolds. Just man, he was trying to Pat Patton Oswalt is in it, too. Is in he? the first one? Yeah, in the in the third, third one, dude. Oh, Jesus in the third Christ. one. Yeah, I haven't seen those in so long, man. I may finish uh, the trilogy. I'm not gonna lie. They're yeah, all on I HBO Max, by the way. All, probably. Oh, okay. I think I own them anyways. So, yeah, Blade. That was a product of his time too, man. But good times. Uh, I always liked the first one was cool. Second one I actually liked a lot, and the third one was oof. Third one was yeah, bad. That's that's kind of how it went. Yeah. Cool. So we all did some random stuff. Sounds <laughs> like uh, good times. Just watching stuff that makes us get through the weeks, guys. That's all, right? <laughs> so after uh, Queen and Slim and uh, I May Destroy You being too heavy, I also started The New Girl. Just like quick little oh, nice. 25, yeah. 30 minute episodes to easily digest. So. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you need those things to like. Clear the palette, the palette I guess. yeah. Especially like you know, Jojo Rabbit too is a pretty deep movie. Like yes. it's kind of especially yeah. near the end, it's like damn, this got real rough. Yeah, for a movie that like starts off and has the premise of like a my f- imaginary friend's Hitler, it's like it's surprisingly very deep. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's get into our main review of Moonlight. Close the gates. Six of our northern cities have fallen in a coordinated attack. Their leader fights alongside a witch. Crush these murderers. Your Majesty. Every family must contribute one man to fight. You're a war hero. You've already made many great sacrifices. My father cannot fight. So I will take his place. The northern invaders will kill her. If I expose her, our own people will kill her. When we take the Imperial City, I will take revenge. For my father. What is your name, soldier? Hua Jun, Commander. Son of Hua Zhou. You will now take the oath of the warrior. Loyal. Brave. 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 True. True. Release. 
die pretending to be something you are not. Yet here I stand, proof that there is a place for people like us. A girl threatens all plans. A warrior. guys uh so mulan uh, it's currently sitting at 79 percent on rotten tomatoes uh the imdb description is a young chinese maiden disguises herself as a male warrior in order to save her father this is directed by nikki carroll who did whale rider in 2002 mcfarland usa in 2015 and the zookeeper's wife in 2017 this stars Yifei Lu as Mulan, Donnie Yen as Commander Tung, Li Gong as Ziyang, Jet Li as the Emperor, Jason Scott Lee as Bori Khan, Yosin An as Hongwei, Zi Ma as Zhao, and then Jun Yu as Cricket. So before we even start with this, guys, I do want to know, and gals, sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll start with you, Jill. What's your history with uh, Mulan, the original animated one from 1998? Um, I've seen it. I don't like go back to rewatch it out of joy like I do, you know, Aladdin or, you know, the Little Mermaid and the big ones. Um, I liked it. I remember Eddie Murphy being good in it, that comedic relief and the sidekick dragon, um, yeah. Mushu. So I remember that. Um, I'm a sucker for Disney radio, too. So I have a different relationship with the songs where... So the Christina Aguilera song, definitely, I'm assuming. Yes, and even the, um, like, the I'll Make a Man Out of You song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to hum that all the time as a kid. I was like, fuck this. Yeah, and there's a really <laughs> misogynistic song about, like, what a woman is for or something like that that they all sing. Yeah, like, yeah which they kind of make a little reference to in this movie. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I mean, I liked the cartoon. I usually go into these remakes, though, without having watched the cartoon recently. Um, I kind of like to watch it with a fresh set of eyes and ask myself if it holds up as its own movie, if you hadn't yeah. seen the cartoon. Um, I mean, the cartoon yeah. is so old now, 22 years old, that it's like, you don't have to watch that one. It's not a it's not prereq, you know? What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd recommend you watch it. Yeah, if you this. feel like it, but you don't, I mean, you know, I feel like the live actions are never going to compare to the cartoons. So to go watch the cartoon, I feel like you're setting yourself up. Yeah, but I think maybe as a reference to know some things, it's interesting. But I mean, for most casual viewers, I don't, you know, it's up to you if you want to see it or not. If you haven't yeah. seen it before. I just like the the films to stand on their own. Like, I don't want to have to no, that's good. have any prior knowledge. That makes sense. Sorry, guys. Uh, Jill did not get paid by Disney to say that, by the way. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they can just hold by themselves. Don't watch the other Lion King. Then you'll know that it's shot for shot the same movie. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nabil? I mean, I grew up kind of the same way with really the music is what I, I kind of fell for. I, yeah. You know, we'll talk about it in review and everything, but I felt that that was kind of empty and, you know, missing in the movie. Uh, Mushu was a great comic relief, especially his little lucky cricket guy, um, whose name escapes me. But it's cricket, I believe. Is it just cricket that he calls? Maybe. Uh, no, that it was is. always cute, just between Mushu <laughs> and the cricket yeah. playing. So I and and then plus the three, the three guys in that were uh, fellow soldiers with her, 
was always cool. The animation style was really different too. I thought it was very good quality from the original films, and that always kind of stood out to me. It was probably one of the last few movies that were left from the kind of renaissance era of Disney in the 90s. Yeah, 1998 approaches when they went in... I think Brother Bear is technically the last one. Yeah. If they look at it that way, and then from Home on the Range forward, then that's when it gets... Kind of weird for a little bit until they go to Rapunzel. Yeah, so... Or Tangled. Tangled, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I always had really good memories of the film. It's probably one of the few ones, too, that I didn't really... I I like that it was... Mulan was the empowered character. She showed a lot of strength, and that she it, it was really focused on her, not just as a a princess in need, but mm-hmm. more as you know somebody taking stance and you know yeah, trying to fight definitely. for her family and honor. So that was it was always a really interesting storyline. And again, the I think the music is really what what hit home for me as well. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, Marco. I understand this is uh, you'd never seen the animated film up until this week. That's right. But here at the Movie Pals, we do our due diligence, and we watch the original as well as the the new reboot, I guess. Uh, I saw it for the first time, um, couple, like, maybe a couple of days, a few days before I saw the live action. And I agree with uh, stuff that Nabil said and that Jill said. It's, it's an okay movie. Um, it's not really, like, one of my favorite Disney ones. Um, its strengths is definitely like a powerful uh, female protagonist in Milan, and like Nabil was saying, like the lessons that she learns, the the strength that she and, and courage that she comes to have, like by you know going through the gauntlet and and struggling and failing to show that she is like worthy of, of like being a soldier and and being an equal. Those parts of it are really good. But like Jill was saying, there are all sh- there are some things that didn't age too well. It's very misogynist in some aspects, which I I try to tell myself, okay, it's trying to show that that's like the status quo with in the world within the world that she lives in, and she's trying to like go against that. But still, sometimes it like leans a little too heavy on that. And I'm just like, oh man, they didn't age too well. But uh, overall, yeah, some of the songs you know are you know keep keep a heartbeat in throughout the movie. Um, and some of the characters, I guess, are are memorable, like Mushu. I, I liked Eddie Murphy playing Mushu, but Mushu, the character, at times got annoying for me. I don't know, maybe it's because I had no history with the character. I didn't see this movie as a kid. So adult me is like seeing this character, uh, you know, just be goofy all the time. And then there's that one scene where he kind of like gives away their position. And I'm just like, wow, really? Like, who wouldn't want to kill this guy if he just <laughs> lit a freaking firecracker and just gave away the position to the enemy? Like, I would not be that guy's friend after that. I'd be like, thanks, dude. Cool. You just ruined all my credibility. He's a dragon, Marco. Uh, whatever. He's a um, but yeah, um, I think overall it's an okay movie. I think it's still like, I guess you know worth a watch uh specifically if you you know if you have girls in your family and you want to show them like female empowerment and stuff which is very important then definitely it's like a movie that uh, would be considered like a must watch but yeah overall i i thought that it was you know okay would i watch it again yeah probably if i'm really bored i'd probably watch it again the animation is really good i will admit that it, it's uh very clean i liked it so yeah mm-hmm. my thoughts what about you cool. james um, i love this movie? movie i love mulan yeah, James, a, James Mul- a big Mulan guy. Yeah, I mean, first Asian film as well. I mean, I know that's maybe not a big deal to other people, but this is the first Disney Asian film 
that came no, out it is. Uh, primarily with Asian cast. Um, Ming Na Wen is Mulan. She's kind of legendary for her voice performance on this, and even went on. And she was even in like Agents of Shield, and she actually has a cameo in the twenty twenty version, which is really nice. Mm. Um, I love this movie. I saw it in theaters. I remember this vividly. I've seen. I mean, I I had the VHS back in the day. I used to watch this all the time with my family. I I've, I know that like a lot of other people see a lot of other things a lot, and for us it was Mulan. I guess I've seen Mulan, goddamn, a lot. Like it's one of those films I've seen probably over thirty times. So it's it's one of those movies where was it the Szechuan you, like, sauce from shot. McDonald's, James? Is that what did it for you? The Szechuan sauce. Um, I remember didn't like Szechuan sauce when it came out, but I do. I remember the Happy Meals. I still have them. So um, yeah. obviously the marketing for this push was big back in the day because Disney mm-hmm. used to care about their properties, and it's a movie that I think is. Uh, the music, once again, the Make a Man Out of You is such an iconic song. Um, the Christina Aguilera song is, you know, yeah, God, it's just like, man, why are you going to focus? No music of the new one, which will be funny to get to. But regardless, Eddie Murphy, I liked him as Mushu. B.D. Wong as Shang is really good, too. It's just kind of an all-star cast with this one. This is like one of their big productions, I remember. And I seeing it in theaters as a kid, I recall seeing this with my dad and my brother. And saw a movie. It's one of those movies that I've uh, always kept close and even like the appearance of Mulan and Mushu and I know this is getting off topic slightly but they're in Kingdom Hearts which is the Disney Square Enix game and that's a really cool sequence nice. too and Mushu's a summon and all this shit so something like that it's just it's kind of cool but uh, <clears throat> it's um, it's one of those movies that I personally have liked a lot so I was looking forward to the live action one but you know. Let's get into what we thought about that then. So I'll start it off with you, Jill, since you're our guest. What did you think, just briefly, because we'll get into more shit about it in a second here, but what did you think of (laughs) Mulan, the 2020 live-action remake? Um, I was excited for it, too. Um, The previews were awesome. Yeah, I I agree. I remember sending the trailers. I was like, fuck, this looks kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't know they were going to do this, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked it okay. I thought that there were very obvious tangible things that they missed and so it was like a running list in my mind of like ah you could have had that moment yeah Yeah. so to me there was like probably four things that i was like yeah you you could have just put that there and it would have made sense and it would have made this better um i think that the feminism component was really ramped up and i like that i'm down with that i think it was Mm -hmm. a strong female from birth she almost had like a hercules kind of moment of like her strength was too much for her and she was like reckless about it um but i liked that they showed more of her family dynamic um like i said i didn't watch the cartoon so i'm not comparing it to anything really but as a movie itself i liked the family relationships that they showed um the depth of them and i thought she was really great in it um just easy to watch and and easy to root for the strong female you know empowerment role was really heavy um Mm -hmm. for both the protagonist and the antagonist um yeah i thought they missed a good handful of things that i would have liked to see but i think for the you know, strong female lead. I thought it wasn't done wrong enough for me to not say yay to it. You know, um, I also thought it was shot really pretty. There was a lot of like wide symmetrical pan outs, um, vibrant colors, um, you know, different snow, ice, sun, sand, 
you know, I thought they did yeah. a lot of things with the cinematography that were were good to watch. I could definitely say the uh, the colors pop a lot in this one too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of colorful moments. So. Yeah, so they they missed the baton a few times for me, but overall, I thought it was all right. Gotcha. Uh, what about you, Nubo? Very, I mean, very similar in that that I I didn't like the film. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just I didn't watch the other film before watching this one, but. I just did feel that there was uh, some elements missing, like we were talking about the uh, songs really felt lacking because if you're not going to have the music that which helped drive the story forward and show the motivation of the character, then you need to add some extra dialogue or maybe a more impactful scene to show why Mulan is doing what she's doing. There's a scene early on where she and goes don't and don't tease take... the songs either. Yeah, exactly. They, they do. Tease they tease it a little bit in like the background. The reflection <laughs> yeah. songs so many times. Yeah, I'm like, yes. just fucking do it already. And I'm like, if Fuck. you're not going to do it, then don't harp on me you're knowing like, don't that. Don't play with my heart. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, no, I feel used. I it's feel like, used oh, and disregarded. It's the coolest moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. coolest That's... moments. The training montage, when she goes mm-hmm. and takes the armor, she just kind of disappears. They don't show her even strapping it on and trying to show some mm-hmm. kind, something impactful there. Um, I mean, the the middle, I think-ish fight scene when she kind of finds herself for a little bit is, is very interesting. Like, visually, <laughs> yeah. very great. I think it would have been amazing in the theaters to watch it just on a big screen like that with what they I, put into the effects and the fight that, scenes. Yeah. Um, watching it at home... It's not that I, I didn't, like I said, like it. I just, that impact that I think was expected to have on you is a bit diminished because you don't get that initial feel of what you would have seen. And if you have like a really good home theater, I guess, set up, um, that impact was definitely lost on me. Come so. on over, baby. I got you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got you. Uh, what about you, uh, Marco? I understand you did not like the movie. Mm, what to say about this movie? <laughs> Uh yeah, it's a nay for me, guys. I agree with some Wait, of the stuff. Real quick, was Again. that a yay from you then, uh, Nabil? Yeah, that was that was totally okay. Yay. Sorry, uh, go ahead, Marco. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. I agree Just with some of the stuff yeah. that uh, Nabil and Jill say. the uh, The movie has very horrible pacing. It's not smooth. There are some transitions that just make ultimately no sense. Uh, for one, when she is leaving in the middle of the night and is going to take her father's armor. Um, you'd think that they would show her kind of, you know, sneaking out, grabbing the armor and putting it on. And then they show her in full armor. No, it just cuts and boom, she's in full armor. I'm like, Ooh, that was kind of rough, but okay. Yeah. And it's not to say they do a flashback. Yeah. And like, it's not to say they didn't have time because the movie's runtime is 30 minutes longer than the original and there are no songs. So, I mean, that's kind of inexcusable. Some of the green screenshots looked absolutely fucking atrocious. Like, I cringed. Like, I was like, oh, my God. You guys had months to clean this up. And you guys were going to charge 30 bucks for it. So you could definitely make up on that revenue. And you guys chose not to do it. Where some of the pan shots, I will agree, were actually good. Like, there are shots of the field from the village that look great. The colors pop, like James was saying. The shots of the training camp for the soldiers. Yeah. Like, that pan shot was great. Uh, of the Imperial City, the, that was also great. Too, yeah. It's whenever they're in close-ups and you can tell they're on a stage. And I was just like, you guys could have cleaned this up easily. Like, don't make it look like you're in a sound stage with a green screen behind you because I can tell right now. 
some of the lines and the acting fell flat. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, some of the highlights, uh, uh, Mulan's character, uh, Yaifei Lu, she did pretty good with what she had in her lines. Uh, Donnie Yen as well did, you know, pretty good because, you know, there's, he's a seasoned actor. But just the dialogue that they gave some of these characters, I think, were a little heavy-handed and were just kind of hammy at some points. And I was just like, oh, my God, how can a cartoon have better dialogue than a live-action movie? And those parts kind of, like, got to me um, and, like, rubbed me in the wrong way. Some of the comedy also came off a little cheesy and a little too hammy mm-hmm. also. And I was just like, oh, I didn't even think you guys were just funny. trying. What's that? Yeah. Very, very small amounts of humor. I didn't think anything was funny. Yeah, they, like, checked wasn't. the box. They no. were like, okay, cool, we have Cricket, and it's funny now. Yeah, now right. he's a dude, it, exactly. and he's a comic relief. Yeah. Or I mean, when that she's was, catching... That was cool when he did the backwards shot, I guess. But. Yeah, when she's catching the, the stuff, like, with her you know, arms and limbs and stuff, trying to do a callback to the original. It's like, if you're going to do your own oh. thing, do your own thing. Yeah. Don't try to, like what Jill was saying, don't check the boxes and say, oh, we got to bring this up because it was in the cartoon. Like, you already killed the music. Just do your own version. Um, I had a very... Like, mm-hmm. huge problems with how OP Mulan was and how there was no lesson. There was nothing for her to learn. She already was there. She was just held back. Like, I would have liked to see her struggle more with her powers and kind of be, like, very much out of control. And through her training, like, as a soldier, she learned to control those. And that's how she overcame it. Like, in the original, and mm-hmm. I hate to compare but I have to. In the original, when she grabs the arrow, she finds a way. She used her wits and her brain in order to get that arrow and use the medallions as a way to climb up. I thought that was a very powerful moment, but they didn't give her that. In this, she has a cheat moment where she turns her chi on, and boom, she's able to race up those stairs and carry both you know, buckets of water. And I'm like, there is no lesson there. Absolutely no lesson. Like mm-hmm. You guys had the opportunity, and you completely lost it. Like... You guys yeah. do the whole hawk thing. Like, they say that they're going to make this more grounded, right? And it's going to be more realistic. But they have the hawk lady that turns into a person, that turns into a hawk, and turns into bats. And, like, you definitely could have done Mushu then. Someone could have turned into a phoenix and then a person because you're, you're already lost that realism yeah. by Straight including up. that character in it. And the fact that they had to play tug of war with who was the villain. Like, that just didn't do it for me. The villain was very menacing in the first one. He made his presence right in the first two minutes of the movie. It's like, this guy is, you know, a force to be reckoned with. And, yeah, yeah, I I don't don't understand why Jane Young has, like, a bigger role in this. And it's it's like she doesn't need to be in this fucking movie, man. Like, her whole story is kind of mirrors Mulan's. Like, she's not respected and they don't see her. And, like, Bori Khan's like, oh, when I take over, you'll be accepted. And she's like, okay, cool. It's she like ends up being what, the driving the force fuck? at the end, and it's like uh, and, I don't know why she no, flips. Like, was, like in the beginning, she's well, just killing people. I, okay, as a woman, I knew homegirl was gonna flip as soon as he was like, "You were like a stray dog." A dog, right. yeah. Okay, first oh, yeah, of I all, knew that too. Like, I, you are gonna eat I don't those think, words. I don't think it was well earned. I think it was. It wasn't very developed sloppy. well. No. No. Fuck. No. And <laughs> even the emperor being like, "I killed his dad. I'll go ahead and kill him." It was like, eh, yeah. like you didn't. By the way, I gotta, Guys, I gotta bring it up. Jet Li's dub over was so goddamn apparent. <laughs> by the way, yeah, it was bad, dude. I was like, oh, oh my, my god. god, we really couldn't just let Jet Li fucking really talk. So much. Yeah. We couldn't just let Jet Li fucking talk. But they had to like the- dub. Only person dubbing the whole movie. I was like, fuck, man. Right, and what me. what makes Sorry. what makes the movie guilty again is the pacing because you have the extra half hour to like stretch these things out, flesh these characters out more, flesh that part of the story out more, 
and you didn't. I'm not going to lie, guys. I fell asleep twice watching this movie. I haven't felt <gasps> fallen asleep in a movie in <laughs> did you a long time. Missed, did you just keep going? Like, I fell asleep <laughs> twice. I was like, oh, shit, what the hell did I miss? Oh, let me rewind it. Oh, I missed absolutely nothing. Wow, look at that. So I was just very disappointed I like, because I had high hopes for this movie. I was also very much drawn to the trailer. I loved the trailer. I was like, this is going to be epic. It's going to be a grand scale. They're going to mm-hmm. have a better battle than the original Mulan because I thought that was kind of like meh. And the battle was bigger in scale, but as far as impact, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. At least not for me. Mm-hmm. I was just It fell flat. I'm like, Disney, you're better than this. You've shown me that you can do this, these things, but you chose not to. That's mm-hmm. just, yeah, that's just how I felt. I just, I felt like they could have done a lot more and they missed an opportunity with this movie, especially because of the, representa- the representation it has. It's a strong female protagonist. She's being like, basically like pushed back from this world that she lives in that's misogynistic. And also the, the Asian representation, like it's huge. Representation is a big deal mm-hmm. in Hollywood right now. And this was your your platform to do that, especially with the Disney banner, which would show would be showcased to a grander audience. And they dropped the ball with having more time to f- go back and fix things with the pandemic. They could have. And they just they, mm-hmm. they didn't be sad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right, what, what did you, you. What did you <laughs> think? I'm guessing. <laughs> I just read I'm between the lines the and it's an A. She's like, so you didn't like it then (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is a nay for me i i didn't i didn't hate it as much as marco because maybe i have a little bit of nostalgia for that old one i kind of holding on maybe it's better than i think it is or some shit but um so mulan goes off and she's like 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 marco says i I did have a problem with that big time i I, the whole chi thing and she's basically like what she's like a jedi or some shit i don't really know so like she's learning the force and then like she <laughs> yeah. goes off wait i'm thinking the last jedi sorry uh <laughs> so mulan her, basically right? is like a badass her. and actually now that i'm thinking about it like jill jill said it's a hercules thing but i kept thinking like a superman where like they're like hey we know you're hella powerful but don't like don't show your powers and shit the, and then mulan's um, like like kicking ass as a kid and the dad's like hey remember you're a chick so like don't do that shit because you can't do that shit he's like, oh, that okay. scene was like exactly from the cartoon hercules when Hercules was like a bull in a china shop and knocked See, over I'm all See, I'm thinking those of pillars. the Zack Snyder film Man of Steel where Kevin Costner's character tells Henry Cavill, don't save me. And it like, because, you know, if it makes it too obvious, then people are going to like be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. you are right for Hercules too. Damn. Disney just copping everything now. They're like, fuck. Yeah. It. She's too powerful. Uh, Donnie Yen, I thought was okay. I mean, I've seen him in better roles than this, especially if you've ever seen any Ip Man movies. I mean, that's the ones I would tell you, like, definitely watch those. That's where he kind of shines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you give a shout out to Jason Scott Lee, though, coming out of the dead? I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know this man was still making movies up until the bill told me. So I'd seen him in Crime Tiger and Dragon 2, and that was a shit show. So I love Jason Scott Lee, by the way. Oh, I got a soft great. spot for him, dude. Yeah, and he, truthfully, he, he does his best, and he actually looks like his character from yeah. the movie. So, like, I got to give it to him. At least he did that. Like, and I he's so over the, the top. Factor. But it's like, damn, this is Mowgli, dude, from the fucking 90s jungle uh, one and i feel like he probably had the most fun out of anyone on this fucking set for some reason oh for sure i, I got that i got that kind of vibe off him he was like fuck it i'm just here i've already been doing this shit for 30 <laughs> that's why years. they should have focused on one villain because I, I i recall look like he aged yeah 
I, I truthfully, it should have just been him. No offense to the Hawk Lady, but um, who also turned into Batman or some shit at one point. <laughs> but I mean, I couldn't even. I was like, she can also become people, or I, I was yeah. like, oh, what? She's based she, on the Hawk from the cartoon. Like, she, I was like, I yeah, don't remember just the, the Hawk itself. Uh, she had more character boosters? development than Mulan did. Like, she had she something did. to overcome. Kind of. I still didn't know anything about arc. her, though. I didn't know that why she was Jill. really helping Mulan. Where she's, they fight in the mustard pits. I don't know where that was. I might have fallen asleep too at that point. I don't know where the fuck they were at one point. I was like, how did they get to the volcano thing? Was it a volcano? Was it something? I don't know. Was that ice it was and like dirty? Sulfur or something. Was that dirty water? Yeah, I don't. It, like I, it bothered me. Yeah, it's like sulfur. I thought they yeah. just did it just for the color. Like it's yellow, but not once did she was in danger from ever falling in. So I okay, cool, I guess. Um, yeah, they have a phoenix, but they couldn't bring in a fucking dragon. So I guess we're just gonna roll with that. Uh, very a, little character it, development of Milan. I, I mean, she literally wakes up from getting knocked out, and like she's like, you know what? Let yeah, me drop sorry, all this they, they easily could have had Mushu <laughs> hide with her along with the soldiers as like, a human person. You know what I mean? And then him turn into a dragon. Guys, and go back oh to Phoenix. yeah, that would Easily. have been so good. Easily. Boom! It I fixed added it for you, a little Disney. more to her thing. And it would have like, been funnier. Than you don't got to get Eddie Murphy. Cricket. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then boom, boom. And you don't got to get Eddie Murphy. I know he's an asshole. He doesn't do movies anymore. But Kevin Hart probably would have done it. You know? Fuck it. Let's just throw him in. <laughs> Fuck it. Right? Oh, well, that seems a bit much. But yeah, I'm just saying. He would have been like, "Hey, I'm Mushu." Shit, it would have worked. It would have been yeah, more make fun. The cricket guess character what? This movie's Mushu. not. The, no offense, but this movie's just not fun. The original one had characters that at least interacted with Mulan that, that were fun, and they. I think you know, that is a statement right there, James. Is yeah, that the it's just like with the film. At least there was characters I cared about in the original one. This one, where they literally. I mean, are we going to spoilers? Not yet. Well, fuck it. It's not really spoilers. It's in the trailer. I don't really care. They stop and they're like, "Go ahead, Mulan, save the emperor. We're gonna stop him." I'm like, I don't give a fuck who dies in this room right now. Like, truthfully. <laughs> Same. I was yeah, like, there I wasn't enough of connection. And truthfully, there. I didn't know a single dude's name. I was like, I d- don't I. recall any of you guys' names, so good luck. Oh, Cricket. <laughs> Sorry, Cricket's in there. Because he did a backwards yeah. flip out of nowhere. And again, and that was part like, wasn't a- earned because they literally just ostracized her, and then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, we're going to follow you. It's it's like, whereas in the original version, Dude, like, she showed up without them wanting yeah. her there, and she proved herself. And I liked that. It's like, it's no, like, I'm going to show you guys. Well, it's like, like for instance, the movie, it's like, um, she shows, like, they're like, don't ever come back. And then, like, 30 seconds later, she's like, but I have to tell you something. And I was like, Donnie Yen, you better kill this bitch, man. Like, no offense. Like, like you just said you were going to do this shit, so you better go. Pu- oh, no, now we're going to just roll with her? It also she's like, do was, it after. Yeah, it also was unrealistic, if you think about it. After that moment, everyone just became on board with it. Like, oh, it's because Hong Wei was just like, yo, I trust her. She got more balls than anyone in his fucking squad. And I was I like, I know, but I think uh, it could have been like, okay. some people were cool with it and some people were not. Like, something more Oh, realistic. I would have liked that too. Like, not everybody just joined the club, the Mulan yeah. club out of nowhere. Everyone was like, yeah. I guess we're going to roll with her now. And, and then shit. she was like a small, a small number of trained soldiers, and they could have easily done like a, I'll go with you, I'll go with you. Like one by one, people who were down with her could have stepped oh, up and like made that. Like a Spartacus, that. like a Spartacus yeah. moment. Yeah, and instead it, it was like Spartacus. all of a sudden the emperor was cool with her being a girl. Everybody in the I, army was cool with her being a girl. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like, the emperor I hands was down like, agree. Straight up, like hands okay. down, because then her acceptance would have been yeah. It would have been more earned. It would have been like more of a bigger and more impact. realistic. Like, like, like yes, yes we. Was. We went from so misogynistic it, that she would have been yeah. killed if she came out, and then all of a sudden it was like, "You're right. We should let women in here." She's like, so "And guess good. what? We're gonna. Get, you want to be part of the squad?" It's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" 
But my issue, though, with a lot of it, it was like the pacing is really slow up until that point, and then from the point where Mulan is like, hey, like this is what needs to happen, it just moves way too fast from that point to the mm-hmm. end of the movie. And I felt like the climax comes out of nowhere. It's like, holy shit, this is it? I'm like, okay. I mean, that truthfully, that that was so, you know, it's, it's just a lot of this movie that doesn't work. And I, I mean, I bad. wanted to Did like I know movie, how obviously. to start scenes or how to end scenes. I was like, geez. I don't think the editing was bad. I just think... I, that was okay with me. Like I didn't never had an issue with the editing dialogue. Obviously, it's based on a Disney movie. I'm not expecting much out of this, anyways. But yeah. I have to say that sometimes I take photos with my phone and I have to go in because I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it wasn't in landscape, so I have to shift the picture. And they do that shot. I swear to God, twenty five fucking times every time there's an action scene in this one. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where it starts oh, yeah. at like a vertical and then goes horizontal at a, just yeah. to show you like whoa they're flipping. <laughs> that bothered the fuck out of me after the seventh time. Just to let you guys know, let it out. Yeah, yeah I just want to just fit that one out. <laughs> but when it like happened I, again in that last fight, I was like, damn, I knew they were gonna do this again. So yeah, and which is sad because I I appreciated the different fighting style like that they had in this movie, like that that kind of homage to Crouching Tiger. And yeah, you know, they're too. flipping through walls, but what you just said right there, James, uh, that killed it yeah. for me too. And I'm like, you guys could have made this cool, and you just dumbed it down. Can like, I can I bring up what what I think was an issue too, possibly, with this movie? I know that we're just kind of going into it, and technically, guys, is kind of spoilered overall with everything at this point. So, I mean, if you've never seen the '98 movie, watch it before you watch this. So, like, we're not yeah. ruining it for you. I don't think Nikki Carl's a really good director. I'm just going to bring that up, too. No offense to her. She's a New Zealander, but I feel like maybe I'm just don't don't shoot the messenger here. But maybe if they had given it to an Asian filmmaker, it might have helped out better. Like, for instance, like a great female Asian director like Lulu mm-hmm. Wang, maybe or something. I'm just saying, I mean, truthfully, I think maybe they could handle their own shit. We don't need to. No offense. Once again, I mean, I, I'm just treading lightly here. I don't think you have to bring in a white female director to direct an all Asian cast. I think well, maybe it was also written by four white guys. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it so. was. It was guys that have like written stuff for like Marvel and shit. By the way, and I was yeah. like, huh, this is starting to add up. Mm-hmm. So I think at a base level, this is where Disney really made a mishap. Just looking into that itself, where I think if they, I mean, I, maybe because I've been watching a lot of Asian films lately. As well, maybe that's out. But like, hey guys, no offense, but they can handle movies too, like this. And just to let you know, they can probably get those action sequences just right. So mm-hmm. that's just me personally. No, I I agree. Like they sh- they should have gotten you know people who are actually immersed into the Asian culture and actually know a thing about it yeah. to actually make this more authentic and make it more like it. Especially because they came substance. out and said yeah. they were trying to do that. Exactly, right. and that's why Jill. When they said it, and then I looked at the director, I was like, "What the fuck?" I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute." I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to shit on her, but I just think, especially with her past films, I'm like, she's never even handled anything with like action like this or anything mm-hmm. with the. I know it's an adaptation. I mean, they, of a, I mean, of they already have film, um, but from the Mandalorian, they have Deborah Chow, who's already directed action and has done. She could probably could have done a better job uh, yeah. at this, and she already works for Disney, so I don't know. Yep. So I know that's kind of out, out of left field, but it's just something that I was thinking about as I was going through it overall. But um, I don't want to just shit on the movie entirely, obviously. But I do want to move into Jill. We're talking about like removing music overall. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of an, that was an issue for me personally, only because I think some of their other live action films have done really well with music added into it. So it's not one of those things where like, hey, we have to always get rid of the music. Like for instance, I know you were iffy on Aladdin, but I thought mm-hmm. the mixture of the music in Aladdin helped it out like greatly. Yeah, it was one of the things that helped. So <laughs> was that an issue overall though with you? Like yeah. no music at all in this one? Yes. Like at My, all? Yes. My. My thought on it was either give us a song or don't, but the teasing of the (laughs) song that everyone knows and loves, it was like, what, like, what heartstrings are you pulling on right now? Because you don't even know that I know this song. And the fact that you're acknowledging I know this song and not giving it to me. It's almost like a, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're using (laughs) my relationship with that song to make me like this movie more when it's backfiring for me because you're not actually giving it to me. It's a definite crutch onto like nostalgia, I think. It's like, remember remember when this was part of a good movie? And then they're like, Mm -hmm. whoops. And I think um, to Marco's point about Mulan not having any challenges, like, a song is a good three minute way to like show some kind of growth. Like it's yeah. a good reflective time. You can just f- make a song or do the song over again, which everyone loved. Like, yeah, I think it was, it was missing that. And if you're yeah, not going to have I, it, I would rather you not call back to it a bunch of times. I would have been okay yeah. without it. Had they done that i've had were they able to do that without a song but they weren't even able to do like any character growth or um any sorts of those challenges without the songs and i'm like man then Mm -hmm. like like maybe they they should have maybe like like you were saying jill maybe that would have helped but with the way they just wrote the movie overall like they probably would have botched that. No offense, but yeah. they probably would well, have botched it. Well, songs would have at least given them a chance to be fun, though. Like, even a bad true. song makes yeah, it true. a little more fun to watch. And yep. they could have had a really good scene with all of the training going on. The, like, everyone's spaced out, equidistant. Like, that is a good, like, they yeah. all could have been chanting something or doing something that created a song. And it would have been, you know, unifying yeah. and more fun to watch. Which yeah, um, to just, to what James is saying, what though, they were, not to yeah, not to what they were the going for. Though, there are some good saying. things. Yeah, yeah, there there are some good things. Like I think if if you got a child or you know a daughter that's like you know ten years younger, like this, they probably would enjoy this, and it does show at least some like, yeah, female empowerment in this, which is again is very important, and the inclusivity of like a diverse cast of like you know all Asian cast I think that's again very important and I think that they would mm-hmm. appreciate that especially at a very young age and I hey maybe this movie really is catered just to kids only and if you're a parent you just got to suffer through it I don't know <laughs> but um I watched it with kids th- and they were bored Oh jeez <laughs> Oh shit yeah. Yeah. Well then we, fuck. we had a little family get together I saw my mom but- and was watching it with us and uh, man I t- she had to wake me up. I was like, "Oh, my, mo- my mom, my mom liked it." By the way, my mom actually liked it. My dad and I were right. more like kind of the same. Like, eh, it's all right, I guess. But and I then my niece, having... my niece didn't like it though. But she's eighteen, so yeah. I watched it with like <laughs> seven, eight year olds, and they were like, "Mom, we want to be on the tablet." Not that I'm their mom, but you know, asking their mom about it. I was like, "What?" <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> outed myself. But oh, so they didn't like it. No, they were bored. But with not having Mushu, though, I will say Mulan didn't seem like a girl who would have Mushu in this movie. No, like she, not she this wasn't one. very Disney princessy. She wasn't like 
I don't know. I thought that they could have done something with the Phoenix, but I thought the Phoenix was like the dad's like manifestation Ancest- of ancestors. Yeah. Like ancestors. Yeah, I thought. The same and it thing. was weird because they started it with like his prayer or his story of Mulan, but then like he didn't really narrate anything except for that middle part. <laughs> yeah, he cuts in and it's out. It's true. not consistent, yeah. by the way. It's like and then, okay. And it's like what what are we imploring yeah. here? Like are we doing the dad narrating? Are we doing like flashbacks? Because they didn't show her put on the armor, but then they did that flashback of her leaving that morning. And it's like, you could have just showed us that. <laughs> like, yeah, like the same, no same need to have too. one flashback in a movie. Like you could have just kept it. So the yeah. mu- the music I missed, but Mushu, I didn't think fit this one. Yeah. What do you think, Debo? I mean, I agree with a lot of those points. I think, I mean, to, to give something positive, I guess the, and I know James, you were you were giving points about the director, but the action scenes were shot great. I thought visually they were really well. like I was saying earlier, like it should be they viewed were okay. in a cinema. But I thought for what the film was, you could see they spent a lot of time to stylize that. Uh, that's another thing that the film is very stylized. Like they they're going for a very specific look in certain scenes with the with the action shots from the beginning when they show her as a little girl to the the middle battle scene to you and at the end. Um, so it was for, it was more than what I was expecting out of, out of the movie. So I did enjoy that map option, um, of being you. able to see, we kind of talked about, it's very stylized, the film Yeah, that they're showing things in a, in a certain way where she is running into battle without her armor, but you know, she's got her hair flowing out there and she's, D- I mean, don't do get me wrong. Way. Cool scene. Like, That's it, what I'm saying. Very stylish. Very good scene. <laughs> like they, that works. At all. Don't get me wrong. It works. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. I mean, I don't know why she takes all the armor off. I'm like, that is you can't mess armor. with the chi. That's why. Yeah. Oh, cause the armor, the armor uh, <laughs> it's a weighs it down. Invisible barrier. Like, I don't need that shit. <laughs> And Bro, I mean, uh, it's still that is a cool that she sequence. Took it off, she, she kicks off the spear into like the dude comes at her. I was like, okay, yeah, really cool. that was pretty cool. The line was cool that the hawk lady said, like, deceit is slowing you down or whatever. Yeah, but why was she That's the right. one teaching her the fucking lessons though? Yeah, she did Facts. twice, two lessons. I can't have two cheese back to back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's too much, there's too much witchcraft going on here. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell's going on here, man? I did. Uh, well, I liked the yeah. the scene. Probably the one scene that actually surprised me was when they were doing the catapults, and it literally killed one of the uh, like destroyed. A Dude, whole when she grabs the helmet thing, I was like, I, was I don't like, even oh. know what's going on here. Yeah. I was confused. I rewinded that part. I'm like, what the fuck? Did I miss a scene? Oh, when she grabs I'm, six helmets and you don't know the up. Up. Yeah, it was smart. Like, yeah, they're right there. Check she got up she there really sh- fast. She yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah, she moves across the battlefield like in two seconds. Like, Super fast, but she once was again, the other side of them without being how, seen. Well, I mean, the chi does add speed, super speed too. So <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I, they would. Pretty sure they would have reloaded those those catapults by then. Multiple times, yeah. 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 I don't know I, if she had super speed though, she could have made it. So mm. I mm. mean, maybe we just couldn't. It's so fast we couldn't see it. They couldn't capture it. Because when um, Obi Wan and Qui Gon were on the uh, <laughs> Trade Federation ship, Marco, they went down the and the storage droid came. Yeah, they just. They just bounced, bro. So, I mean, I, I get it. I was uh, like, okay, I'll roll with it. Yeah. So, yeah, visually, very good movie. But they're, they're, they're definitely going for the drama aspect of it. And that's, like we said, perfectly fine. Just don't tease us with the music. Don't add the comic relief that doesn't really do much, like cricket. And really just 
if is it a superhero film is it not like you know just lean into one thing and then just move forward with it that's fine because the story itself even though the plot is pretty straightforward you could there's a lot of growth from Mulan in this film and if they just gave her a little bit more character development with some exposition um, in some way or just linger a little longer on a scene that should show some more meaning I, I feel like it would have just had been a much more impactful film as a whole mm-hmm. I mean chill you said it's not even like kids were bored like would you recommend it yeah. to anyone then I I, I want to <laughs> I, want, I like want to root for it I feel like I might want to see it again and maybe like I would recommend it to young women but like for children sitting down and watching a Disney Plus film this was like why is that lady a bird who's the bad guy like it just was not obvious to them what was happening and I think it's more for young women than it is kids Gotcha. Until like the, I mean, the fight scenes were cool. Like Nabil was saying, like yeah. the fight scenes are well done, but the development of it. And then like, I don't even think that they laughed at the cricket part parts. Cause it was just like, he's, I was like, they're was just, super kidding, dumb. they're just like bullying him. And shit. Yeah. And I was like, is this supposed to be? I, I was waiting for the love interest to develop. So I'm like, yeah. okay, he is getting cuter. I, I am down <laughs> with this. <laughs> Let him know, Mulan. Put it yeah, on him he, eventually. Jill, chime in yeah, on that. Okay. Even that didn't feel like uh, organic. They're the love chemistry between them. He, it felt like it felt like very like half-assed. Yes, but like the potential was there. Like I thought yes. he and yeah. her had enough chemistry. What I would have liked to see is him, like the love interest. What's his name? Hongwei. I would have liked to see him like enjoy Mulan on like a bro kind of level and mm-hmm. then like them catch a moment together and be like, ooh. And then when they find out she's a woman, <laughs> he's like in awe of her in a like romantic way. Yeah. Oh, but I kind of wanted them was... to like become close enough with each other, almost like a she's the man kind of moment. Like yeah, bond wow. together as two people. Amanda Bynes film right now, but damn, that, that movie did sense, it better. Though. Holy shit! Yeah, I but mean, yeah. I think they they missed an opportunity there because the character Hongwei wanted that. Like, you don't walk into a lake with a guy that you're trying to like talk shit to. You walk into a lake with a guy if you're trying to be his friend. Yeah. So. I well, thought he that kinda, they like, he missed the did. mark on those moments. At that point, he was trying to be like, hey, yeah, like, he I, you know, I respect you as an equal now and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but if they would have had that scene 20 minutes later even, it would have been like, wow, we're having a moment. And then yeah, later see, on, this... finding out she's a woman would have been, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought they dropped the ball on that. Also, big, big drop the ball. Very end, the emperor's like, what is your name? And then they cut to her, like, somewhere else. <laughs> You're not even going to let her say her fucking name after she just saved your ass. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, so dumb. Actually, yeah. um, well, I mean, I liked a scene, a part of that scene. When, yeah, uh, it was okay. That's the cameo part where Ming-Na Wen is actually the one introducing her as Mulan. Yeah, and it's almost like a kind of like a meta thing where it's like technically she's saying that she's also Mulan, too. Because it's the voice actor handing it off to the new actress, so yeah. See, actually, that's why I don't watch the cartoon before because I don't need to. 
I don't need to do research on that moment should have been <laughs> simple. <laughs> like, oh, see, for me personally, because I, I mean, I've seen her so much on fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I was like, oh, that's fucking the original actress right there. So, yeah, that's cool to uh, know. Yeah. But it didn't hit for me in the moment. Yeah. I mean, now if you ever watch it again, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense now. And then Eddie Murphy just shows up like, what the fuck's going on? What? The <laughs> hell? what? He's like, whoa, what's up, motherfuckers? Uh, so, I mean, overall, I think most of us, I, I mean, uh, yeah, recommendation, I guess, to some Because, pe- I mean, I've talked to people that did like the movie, like, quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. I have a mix of shit. So, like, obviously, I think Jill and Bill, you guys are more, like, 50-50 on it. Me and Marco are probably, you know, like, no. But, like, for instance, like I said, like, my mom really liked it. So, I mean, there's, there is obviously people watching it. I'm more it. than 50-50. Okay. I'm, like, 65-35. Okay, that's okay. That's actually that's surprising because I thought it was more. I don't, you know, that makes sense. That makes sense for what you've said, especially with the certain aspects of the film that are still, you know, that you can't look past and that are actually good in your opinion too. So yeah, redeeming. Um, I mean, this is the. I mean, I don't, supposedly this is like a one-time thing with a thirty-dollar price point on this too with Disney Plus. Do you think that worked for this, or do you think that's a working number so far out of everything else? Or is it like... I think 20 should be the max. Like, yeah. I paid 20 for Pete Davidson's movie. <laughs> so, I think 30 <laughs> is Disney saying, okay, if every household has an average of four people and they went to the movies, it would cost X amount. Like, yeah. it's just well, trying also, to be more realistic. And I guess the, the way to look at it, too, is compared to the 20, the 20 is a one-time watch or within how many times within 48 hours. This one is like, hey, up until when True. this is free, what, in December, I guess? So, I mean, you can watch it. 120 times, I guess, or whatever, if you want. Which yeah. would have been the normal release time, though. It's about three months, so... Yeah. yeah. You know. So yeah. I guess it just, it's That's one of those things point. where, it you know, just it, is... it lets you do it. So I but, think I the, mean, the, it... Pro- the problem starts when the movie is not of that good quality. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta, like, we, yeah. like, we were able to share that cost and, and, and divvy it up. But there are people out there that didn't. And I know some people that paid a full 30 bucks for this. And they were like, holy I mean, shit. I did. There's a whole large pizza right there that I could have had I mean, to myself. I'm not gonna lie, close. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah I mean, you know, pretty I, close I, to my end too. Yeah, um, I think it, for it, as it makes much sense. money as Disney makes, it's like okay, throw us a freaking bone. I don't care if it makes sense to cost thirty dollars. Well, just like twenty should be the most you pay for an at-home movie. I honestly didn't mind it for, for like as an individual. I'd say that's just way too much to buy this film for sure. Like if it was just me only, but if you are watching yeah. with a family, I think thirty dollars is fine for the kids. I think, and I say that because of the film is supposed to be a, like a big epic. Same thing if it was like a a Marvel film. Like I'd pay thirty dollars to see that. I think, and that kind of mm-hmm. same guys. Some if it these, was like a Pete Davidson yeah. film, then I would be like, yeah, no, it should be like twenty dollars. You know, the yeah. small. And I think truthfully, Deville, like I'm pretty sure there's some Marvel fanboys that would pay a lot more than thirty bucks to see yeah. like mm-hmm. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's yeah. people that pay probably fifty bucks to see Tenet right now. Yeah. Now so. I, that's the thing, though. There is a limit because you could keep saying, yeah. "Well, you know, if you if you have a whole family of four and you get drinks and everything, what's your what's your limit? Fifty then? bucks. You know? What's your limit, Nabil? I think the thirty dollars, though it is higher than I'd want it to be for one person, that's really as high as. So if a movie as was much as it would cost to own the film. Uh, so if a movie was past thirty dollars, you would not pay for it then. No, I would wait for it, especially knowing that it's going to come either to be rented or for free. Eventually. So if Tenet was forty mm. bucks, you wouldn't do it. No, I could wait. Blood, I'll give you my password. I mean, look, at that I'd point, I'd pay hundred fifty dollars for Tenet right now. I, w- I would. I'd pay uh, I mean. For 
<laughs> See, that's that's different. Tenet is a different caliber movie, though. That is a far different caliber movie. Apparently, can, from the reviews, not so much. I don't think so. I think they're, <laughs> yeah, they're the supposed to be on the same line as far as like, coming budget in pretty and everything mixed. else. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I from what I... Yeah, it's but a different there's type a different of reason movie, why yeah, why that's happening because of the concepts of the movie. But um, every everything else, like, set aside, like, say, like, a Marvel blockbuster, Black Widow, that's a different caliber movie. Like, Marvel movies are of a different caliber. Like, superhero movies, they, they are in their own category. $30 is the limit for me, really, for, like, any movie. Like, for, for this type of experience, I'm like, no way. It's how much it's going to cost to own it. And most films that you're buying yes. to own, I've seen some that are, like, at 35 because they're, like, 4K or whatever. But generally speaking, no, they're around like $25. 20, should be 20 yeah. bucks. I so mean, that's that's as much as it really costs. We've also gotten used to that price point, I think, and I mean inflation. Third, yeah, I mean that's why people are even bitching that new video games are going to be 70, 80 bucks now, and it's like, well, they haven't changed in like fifteen fucking years, dude. What did you yeah. expect? True. If you can't get it, then wait. Just like this, just wait. If you can't if you can't afford the thirty, wait till December. You're not really missing out much. Tell you Plus, so. I mean, digital versions are a little cheaper, probably. Yeah, just watch that's the true. trailer a bunch of times. <laughs> just watch the, <laughs> or watch the fucking watch 1998 animated version. It's better no, movie anyways. Yeah. No, Jill had a point. The trailer is much better than this movie. So, I mean, if you like the trailer, then, hey, you saved or yourself an hour and 40 minutes. Did um, the trailer have any of the love interest in it? I don't even recall. I don't I think it did. In a while. At a certain I point, I, I, I told Jill this. I, I stopped watching trailers after a while. So, it's like, maybe the newest one did. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, so, guys, quick question to wrap it up here. How does this compare to other Disney live-action remakes? Uh, like, for instance, what are your top three out of the ones? I only listed a few. There's more than this, by the way, on this, this outline I sent to you. So, if I was missing one, for instance, if you're a real big Maleficent fan, go for it. Um, <laughs> like, what are your top three Disney live-action remakes? And how does it compare maybe to Mulan, I'd say, how just to end it, just something kind of lighthearted. I'll start with you, Nabil. Uh, I'd probably go with Beauty and the Beast, still my favorite one of the group. But um, the library scene? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, I, enjoy, I thought it was. I thought it was a fun film. Um, no, I know. And then I'd, I'd probably go Alice in Wonderland. Um, if we're not going to through the Looking Glass, because I actually oh, like wow. Alice in Wonderland. It was really good. Uh, and then, honestly, Dumbo was nice. I liked Dumbo. Did, what? Yeah, I didn't we, think it was the best film, but we fucking reviewed I know we Dumbo. Reviewed it. I know you didn't have anything nice to say about Dumbo. <laughs> I didn't think it was. <laughs> what the fuck? Looking at the list Sometimes here, I was like, this is fucking Hobbs and Shaw all over again. <laughs> it was the ears, bro. The ears that convinced oh, them. God, that was the so elephant was adorable, man. It was adorable. I will yeah. give it that much. Super God. fucking adorable. I just I've never seen any Dumbo, so the mom scene. Go on Disney Plus. Okay. It's on there right now. No, I. It's, it's a cute. Cannot. If you've ever wanted mm-hmm. to give a big kiss, little kiss, big hug, little hug to an elephant, it'd be this one. Yes. No. Uh, well, well, then d- watch Joe, it with a glass your, of wine, probably. What's your top yeah. three? Well, it's Tim Burton. You need to do a little more than that. Uh, what's your top three, Jill? Um, my favorite one has been Lady and the Tramp, actually. Oh, God. Really? I thought Me it too. was adorable. And I don't remember seeing the cartoon, so it went with my theme of, like, does this movie hold up on its own? And I think it did. Um... Very good. Yeah, I'm looking at this list here. Aladdin was okay. Lion King was okay. I didn't like Beauty and the Beast. Really, Lady and the Tramp is the only one that I'd be like, that one is adorable. I recommend it. Period. So I'm going to go one of one. Damn. Okay, Damn. well, thanks, Jill, for stopping by. <laughs> um, <laughs> see you next time. Marco? They're rough, though. It's hard. It's hard to Marco, really justify what about you there? 
Yeah, I, I mean, you could literally see. be like the '90s Jungle Book. Still is awesome. I think yeah, the animated ones are still <laughs> just way better. I'll, yeah. I'll let's see. I have not seen Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, or Beauty and the Beast. So those are off. Uh, I would you say Beauty and the Beast. Check that one out. I liked it. Maybe I, I don't know. We'll see. I have my issues with Beauty and the Beast. I didn't like it, Marco. You can skip it. Yeah, I have my issues with the story in general. But um, let's see. Uh, like it would it. be uh, the Jungle Book, Aladdin, and Lady and the Tramp. I actually really enjoy Lady and the Tramp. Saw that one with my mom. She really liked it. Yeah, um, uh, Lady and the Tramp's my number one too, actually, because I think it's it's a solid ass movie. I really like that and one. It wasn't lot. released would, in theaters, by the way. If, straight to Disney. If I were to recommend one, though, if I were to recommend one, it would definitely be The Jungle Book. I think it was. I mean, with the exception of the casting of the snake with <clears throat> ScarJo, uh, I think like that whole that movie is a home run. Hundred percent was like a really good remake um yeah. and yeah lady the tramp was great it was it was cool it even had some good social commentary in it which i enjoyed mm-hmm. um aladdin i still liked it i liked the uh i, I like the music still i like the cinematography of that movie i thought it was i thought it was solid um yeah. and i still liked the original two of that one so yeah i think those three are, m- are my top three of the, of the remakes though disney yeah. please stop just stop at this point well they're not <laughs> they're doing they're our uh, little because, mermaid uh, I mean, they're doing more than that, guys. But let me do my list real quick. Lady and Trap 1, Jungle Book 2, because uh, it shows you that you can still add music to a point. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. full blown out song in that one. Jungle Book's super good. And uh, what's his father? I was a really good director, I think, too. So, Absolutely. And then probably my third one, uh, I like Beauty and Beast a lot. I liked it a lot. Probably because I'm biased because I think Emma Watson's a really good actress. Uh, so I mean, upcoming still, guys. I still have that Cruella movie we talked about last time. That's coming out. <laughs> Little Mermaid. They already did a live action Cruella film. I know. I mean, oh, they did a hundred one. They did two. Who's donations. gonna be Cruella this time? Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Stone. What? Yeah. You said she this the last time. She's not old enough. Did I? Yeah. Well, this movie also it's is like a prequel. Origin. It takes place it's in like the eighties. So. Oh. Mm, uh, Little Mermaid's coming out still. Peter Pan and Wendy. There's going to be a Jungle Book sequel. There's going to be a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Pinocchio's oh, been announced. Goodness. There's an Aladdin sequel as well as an Aladdin spinoff movie. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. A Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs movie, a Bambi movie, and the Hercules movie, which the Russo brothers are attached to. So, oh, I like the idea of Hercules. That'd be kind of Is there a Hercules actor yet? No, the only ones that are uh, set up to the point, I think, is Sword in the Stone they're working on, Robin Hood, the Aladdin spinoff, and then Lilo and Stitch. So, cool. So, hey, if you guys don't want to see these movies, stop paying for them. Because uh, <laughs> Mulan just got a 68% boost for Disney Plus with people uh, signing up for it and buying Mulan. That's good, though. I'm not I'm not mad so, at that because that means they'll feel more comfortable with having these films released. One, yeah. Disney Plus hasn't had anything new in a while. Two, it's still the pandemic. Three, many people are still not going out, and I think that works to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I mean, don't I wouldn't say they haven't had anything in a while. They do have constant stuff every week, yeah. truthfully, on Disney+. But Plus, no- so. nothing of this, like, caliber, you know? Not for a while. Uh, I heard the Tramp from... came out a while ago. What you know was what it? I mean? I've, uh, the Great and Great Ivan or something like that? That one just yeah. came out, like, a week prior or two, song. and it's supposed to be really good, too. And that was supposed to come out in theaters. Okay. Uh, it stars Sam <laughs> Rockwell and uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad, so. Uh, True, but this is, like, uh, a big name. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you Sam meant. Rockwell's a apparently big name. that one is too. It's based on a. Well, I mean, Sam Rockwell's a big huge. name. The movie no, 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 he's that, coming out that with movie's is not, based on a book know? that's like a bestseller. So take a look at that one. You may, you guys yeah. may like it, especially you, Marco. 
No, you and Mighty <laughs> Joe Young. So, yeah, that's Mulan. So it's one of those things where, uh, you know, as you can tell, we were kind of, some people liked it, some people didn't. Some people didn't like it at all. a lot to say about it. Yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag on it. Just like, I mean, that's truthfully what we've been seeing coming in anyways on this. But um, if you, it's out now for additional 30 bucks if on top of your Disney Plus subscription. Which, as you already know, you can kind of share with people if you want to share it. Highly recommend it. Or fuck it. If I know you personally, just hit me up. I'll give you a login. (laughs) See free. Yes, you will. So uh, I've already given it to three people today. So I'm like, hey, throw me a dollar or something. If not, I believe it comes out first week of December or something like that, right? December or something like that. Uh, So you can wait uh, four. Wait, what is September? Three months? Three months to see it. So if you don't want to pay for it, you can wait three months and it'll be completely free on Disney+. Plus. Truthfully, I, I think that's what you, I'd recommend. Unless you really want to know what it's all about and have your own opinion. So, Outside of that, though, guys, that is our podcast today. Once again, thank you, Jill, for joining us. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Once again, sorry. Well, You know what? Next one will be a non-Disney film. I trust. <laughs> okay. I, I promise you, okay? <laughs> we'll do something fun. different. Out of, out of your like ball game, like, man, all they do is call me up for Disney movies. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck it, I guess. I, sorry about that. Uh, thanks for listening, though, guys. Thanks for all the feedback, response, and reviews. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher, hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. Like us, send us comments, leave us a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, say yay or nay. But please give us five stars. We're really trying to get rid of that 4.5 <laughs> still. Hasn't moved. It's getting Hasn't ridiculous, guys. This is, this is, <laughs> you guys are cowards. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez. Show oh, yourselves. Kidding. All right, guys. So uh, join us next time. We'll just be back to us three for this one because it's going to be a, it's a weird one next one, obviously. So episode 82. If you paid attention to the last pod, we actually announced the next three more, so. Episode 82, we're going to be filming in two weeks on this one, so we'll be doing the Bill and Ted trilogy. So stay tuned for that. Until then, though, this is James. And Marco. And the Bill. And this time, Jill. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one.